Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What is up, people? Welcome to my very first podcast here. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet. Obviously, it's All Angels Podcast for all you Angel fans out there who, you know, are looking for a perspective from a fan. Um, so let me introduce myself first and foremost, obviously, before I start getting further and further into this podcast. <clears throat> My name is John Magdaleno, a.k.a. Johnny Mags, to a lot of you people out there in Angels, uh, Angel Nation, Halos Nation, Angels Baseball family, uh, know me as Johnny Mags. Uh, I come out of here from uh, Riverside, California, so, you know, close by, not too far from uh, Anaheim. A little bit about myself before I, I get going on this, in 30 minutes, I have 30 minutes to podcast something, to, to talk, so... Uh, let me get into it here. Um, about myself, I am 34 years old. I look a lot younger than that, though. At least that's what people say. <laughs> I'm 34 years old. I have a beautiful 8-year-old son that I love to death. His name is Anthony. Um, I have two stepsons who are awesome. Uh, 10-year-old and, uh, believe it or not, a 17-year-old who's a senior in high school right now playing at Ramona High School right here in Riverside so uh, very proud of them very proud of both of them actually I have a lovely lovely significant other my beautiful future wife Jessica who I love to death and um, a little bit more as far as my background in um, I'm a background in journalism I guess I am a journalism major um, graduated high school in 99 went to Two years of community college and then moved on to the University of California, Riverside, um, where I did major in journalism. It's always been a dream of mine, a passion of mine, actually, to write. Not so much be a behind the camera or in front of the camera or behind the microphone kind of guy. Although I am a ham for a microphone and a ham for a camera, but that was never really my thing. I, I like to write. I like to uh, write my, my thoughts and my... I, won't, I don't want to say knowledge, but my opinions on baseball and sports and even even politic, political stuff I like to get into. But, you know, sports is obviously my passion. Um, so um, I've always wanted to be a writer, but, you know, real life hit. I needed a job to pay for my car and to continue to go to school for journalism. I was going to need money and I was going to have to intern and not get paid very much and... So real life hit, and obviously didn't continue with the journalism uh, part of my life. But it's always going to be a passion of mine. One day I will go back to school, and I will finish what I started. I'm not a quitter, so that's that's that. Um, I did play baseball all my life, pretty much. Um, uh, one thing I do regret was uh, when I got to high school, um, I tried out for the fresh or not. Well, I tried out as a freshman. 
at high in high school made the team but decided that I think um, having a car and doing all that stuff <laughs> having a job at 16 years old was more important than playing baseball at the time and I regret that every day of my life I wish I would have played high school baseball which I didn't I never went on to actually go and play in college believe it or not I was good enough to to surprise some people although I never played past 16 from 16 to 18 I didn't play and then uh, when I got to college, I decided I was going to go for it again, and I did. Played um, two more years after that, and then I, I signed up to play in an independent league baseball team. For an independent league baseball team. And I spent two years there. I stopped playing when I was about 24 years old. 24, 20, might have been 25 years old when I stopped playing baseball. I haven't played since then. But um, for a lot of people who know me really well know that baseball has always been my life, my passion. And angels, specifically. Uh, those of you who know me, know me and know that. Um, longtime friends that um, I've had on, on October 27, 2002, when the Angels won the World Series. Um, people who I had not talked to since like high school or, or, or even further back. I had a few friends further back that called my mom and dad's house and asked for me or left the answer, uh, voicemail on the answering machine congratulating me on the Angels winning uh, the World Series in 2002. So that's how far back I've... My favorite baseball player of all time, favorite Angel of all time is Tim Salmon. That's the first guy that I can remember his very first at-bat and I remember his very last at-bat. I was one of the guys who I remember from start to finish. So when he retired, I was a... Uh, I felt old, <laughs> but uh, he's my favorite baseball player. But my my um, I can I can run off names of angel obscure angels to you that I like. Um, one of them in particular, I don't know why, maybe because he was of uh, Mexican American descent. One guy who I really liked when I was a kid. He wasn't very very good, but uh, he played for the Angels, played third base. His name was Rene Gonzalez. I don't know if you guys remember him. He wore number eighty eight. Uh, he played third base for the Angels. Probably, God, I, I don't want to be wrong on the years, but the early 90s. And um, I remember him. I remember when the Angels got Vaughn Hayes. I remember when uh, we got Dave Parker. And, uh, you know, guys like that who were probably past their prime when we got them. But I remember all that. And, uh, so that's that. Um, I can go on and on about how much I love the Angels and all the knowledge I have of of that, of, 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 uh, angels history or whatnot, obscure angels history more than anything, but anyway, uh, let's get, let's get to it here, um, again, um, very first podcast, uh, don't have a name for it yet, so maybe if you guys out there, uh, who are listening or who decide to listen, thank you again, if you do listen to this, um, maybe if I post it on Facebook or on Twitter, and those of you who do listen to it, um, want to come up with a name, hey, send them my way. Send uh, send a comment to the link that this is posted to, and I'll take a look at them, and I'll decide. You know, I'll be like, hey, I like the name of that, so we'll do that. Um, so let's, let's get into it. Obviously, um, it's been a rough, rough couple of, of, of weeks uh, for the Angels. Uh, we just finished getting swept in Chicago and I was, I was hoping to take two from Chicago. I, I don't see Chicago being 
they're not very good. I mean, obviously, you look at the record, they're not better than us. Uh, on paper, I don't even think on paper they're better than us. Um, oh, man, it, it, that was a tough three games to watch. Um, this team's inability to score runs with runners in scoring position is ridiculous. It really is. It's You get a guy on second and third with less than two outs, you know, one, one out, you have to find a way to get the job done, and they – Last night's game was the worst, um, the worst lack of just, how do you not get a guy in from third base with less than two outs? Drive the ball towards second base. Uh, get it elevated. Put the ball in play. To, you know, just, oh, you and almost, you can hear the sound in my voice right now. How disgusted I was last night it was ridiculous and uh and it's not like we got blown out uh, we were in every game you know just our inability to score runs in these last in the last two weeks maybe I mean we we've tailed off from uh July in July we were white hot I mean it just we couldn't lose and then now all of a sudden we just can't score runs and the pitching has been there um it's been decent enough it's we've the guys have kept us in games. Andrew Heaney pitched a hell of a game last night, only allowing two runs. Um, you allow two runs, you, you you kept your team in the game, you know. And last night just was one of those days where it just wasn't happening. And in the whole series, pretty much, um, I think Trout maybe had three hits the whole series. Pujols looked horrible last night. Um, but, you know, we, we, we got we to... I know how people always say, oh, you got to look forward. You can't reflect on the past, but um, you have to take what you learn in the past to the next series and learn from it and hope that you can, the runs will score and our approach at the plate is different. I think long swings, uh, Ionetta was up to bat, I think, a couple of times. And I just knew going into his at bat, I was like, this guy's not, he's not going to do anything, you know? And it's, it's I don't know, I, I, I'm not. Don Bader's a hitting coach. I'm not better than Don Bader. I don't know more than Don Bader. But from what I do know, it just seems like their approach at the plate is just they're pressing. Relax. Take a good swing. Put the ball in play. Hopefully, you know, that approach will help them a little bit. But it is what it is. I know a lot of Angel fans out there are thinking the same thing. I know a lot of you guys are kind of like in the middle. Oh, we'll, we'll be all right. No, this it needs to change now. It really does. And it's... It's borderline. I'm at the point where I am starting to. I'm worrying more now because we're getting further into the season. Um, I saw on uh, Twitter and even on Facebook that this team is reminding a lot of fans of the 1995 team, and I'll agree and disagree at the same time. I agree in the sense that we were playing super white hot in July. I think before then we were kind of just eh, mediocre, half and half. You know, if we were right around 500, but then we just we went. I would say probably I think 12 games over there in July. We kind of went over 12 games, and then now we're probably down to like I don't even. I, I hate I hate to to uh, not be correct. I'm, I don't have the actual standings in front of me, so I'm not gonna attempt to say what our record is or how many games over. We're not we're not 10. That's for sure. It's probably around five. Um, <clears throat> So in the sense that we were right high and we've cooled off, yeah. But that 95 team, let me tell you something. That 95 team, 
was 15 games over in mid to late August, and we blew it. So we weren't quite that we weren't that far ahead of you know the team that was behind us. Uh, but you know I do understand the the similarities as, as far as you know. Uh, how, how why hot we can be, how good we can be to what we're at now, and that '95 team, how good it was to what it was towards the end of the season, was was ridiculous. And um, God, that '95 team, you know, oh, I remember it vividly, man. We had Tony Phillips leading off. <clears throat> Tony Phillips that season, I think he belted like 27 home runs. I don't know what his batting average was, but he had he had 27 home runs from that leadoff spot. And I think we had Jim Edmonds batting second and Salmon in the third hole, and then Chili Davis in the fourth. And now. After that, I'm kind of iffy. I, mean, I don't remember how in the order they were, but <clears throat> I think at third base, I'm not sure. Who do we have at third base? I want to say, I know George Arias had made it, made his debut around that time, but I don't think he was our third baseman towards the end of the year. But we did have, like, we had guys like Rex Hudler and Spike Owen. Uh, Garrett Anderson was a rookie that year who came up, and he got hosed. He got robbed of that rookie of the year that year. Uh, losing to Marty Cordova, and I remember Marty Cordova had maybe two more good seasons, and that was it, you know, so Garrett obviously won the the war on that one, um, but yeah, that 95 team was ridiculous, man, I remember we had Finley and Langston, oh, and Abbott, yeah, that was a good lefty trio right there, um, we had uh, Lee Smith out of the bullpen that year, was it 95, we had Lee Smith out of the, yeah, Lee Smith out of the pen, and Salmon, or uh, Percival setting up for, uh, for Lee there in the eighth, so anyway, to get away from that, the similar similarities are are I get it, and but at the same time, it's different. You know, we still have it's early. Well, I don't know we're getting to mid August, but we never had that huge of a lead. Um, Houston's a much better team, I think, than Seattle was at the time. You know, as far as getting to that point right now, um, Houston's just been right there. They had that that spell in July where they weren't very good. They're still kind of iffy because we're, you know, as bad as we've been, we're within striking distance still. So let's not let's not get too far ahead of ourselves with the 95 thing. But, okay, I get it. It's it's there, you know, it's there. So, um, you know, but now we're heading into a four-game set against Kansas City. Now, if, any, if, if anything, now we have to kind of prove ourselves against the best team in baseball. And tonight we have uh, Garrett Richards going for us, who in his last seven games has been, ah, you know, okay, uh, 3.44 ERA in the last seven games. You know, not not the best, but it, it's it's okay. You know what I mean? And 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 I know a lot of those games that that he he's three and four in his last seven games. A lot of those games that we've we've lost because we weren't able to score more runs. You know, he's kind of kept us in games. Um, but again, he's he's three and four with three point four four ERA in his last seven games. He's thrown forty nine and two thirds innings, nineteen earned runs in that in those forty nine and two thirds innings. So it's not bad. Um, not you know not the best, but you know. Uh, and you, that's a guy who he's essentially he's our ace. You know. Um, that's a guy who, if we make the playoffs, is probably going to go one. Um, you know, with with uh, Weaver now, kind of just you know, I I'm not giving up on Weaver, but we know that Weaver's kind of towards the tail end of his career now. His his um, his uh, velocity has gone down a lot. You know, he hasn't been he hasn't been the 
the guy that we've hit in the last three years, you know, um, last year kind of was the same thing, but he ended up winning 18 games last year. And we got to remember that he still has that heart and that, that's never going to go away. You know, uh, Weaver goes tomorrow actually. So, but going back to Garrett, um, Garrett's our ace. And, uh, you know, whenever he takes a hill, I feel pretty good. Honestly, I do feel pretty good. He's 11 and nine on the season, which is not bad, you know, but, um, He's a guy, and I feel I feel very confident in Garrett uh, being able to get out there and, and keep us in the game. Now it just it all depends on what the offense is able to do, and um, we're uh, we're hoping that that the Garrett comes through tonight and and um, you know is 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 gives us a chance to win, and I have no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen um, tonight for the Royals. Um, you know we have. Um, uh, Guthrie starting tonight. Uh, I remember Guthrie a few years back was um, was really really good pitcher. Um, I don't want to be wrong on. I, I hate I hate saying something and not being hundred percent sure. But was, I think was he on the on the Rockies? Why do I why do I say Rockies? Why do why do I want to think Rockies? Colorado Rockies. Anyway, um, in his last uh, seven games, he's three and two. Um, his ERA is up there in his last seven games. Obviously, his whole season, he's uh, he's got a 5.84 ERA. Um, you know, he's eight and seven this season, 5.84 ERA. Um, but in his last seven, he's three and two with the 5.74 ERA in 42 innings. So, I mean, if anything, we can get to him. Um, you know, it's 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 a matter of of us being able to score runs off this guy. You know, this is one of the guys that we. we definitely would be able to get to and and it all starts with uh it all starts with the top you know I guess you know with the trades that we made for De Jesus and Victorino you would expect one of those two guys to kind of be the leadoff guy and it just like oh god De Jesus has been I I I hate to be the negative dude but uh De Jesus has been really bad <laughs> I think he's too fur. 28 or 2 for 29 since joining the Angels. Victorino hasn't been any better. Um, but, I mean, you know, you have to get on base for guys like Trout and Pujols, and Pujols needs to step it up, honestly. Um, Trout's kind of hit a little bit of a rough spell, but, you know, I don't I don't worry with him as much as I do with guys like DeJesus and Victorino. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I personally like Giovatella at the top with Calhoun and then Trout and Pujols like that. Um, but I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of things that we can do, we can say that would um, – we're all managers in our own heads, you know, and and, and uh, we all have our, our – our, what we like. So, you know, whatever. It, it's it's our opinions and people can take them or, or throw them away, whatever. But anyway, these four games we need to – we need to step it up, and it's not going to get easy. I mean, obviously, we have the Royals and best <laughs> best team in baseball. Um, you know, you you take it. It's it's part of the season. You're going to have to face them anyway. Um, it is what it is. Unfortunately, we we were catching them where we're catching them right now. At a, a very uh, we're playing not very well, and uh, you know, take it as it is. Um, looking ahead though to, um, looking ahead to the next series against 
things. Or, you know, we got Kansas City for these next four games. And it's just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> but then we come home, right? We come home and we face the White Sox for four, I believe. Uh, let me let me pull that up. I don't want to. I want to be wrong here. Yeah, here we go. We got the. Um, God dang you! This okay, I hate this. The only thing I hate is uh, the only thing I hate is not having not being able to um, click on the computer and have these things pop up on me. Um, yeah, Kansas City, these next four, Chicago coming into town. Hopefully we can redeem ourselves. But we got them for four. It's a homestand. It's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-game homestand. Uh, Chicago and then Toronto. And Toronto doesn't even get any easier. They're hot, man. Tulo is, Tulo's been crazy. Um, that 22nd game, ladies and gentlemen, all those of you out there on uh, Angels Baseball Family, Halos Nation, everybody out there, the homies, I will be at that game on the 22nd, and those of you who really know me know why. Not just because I'm an Angel fan, but Tim Salmon gets inducted into the Angels Hall of Fame. And that will start a whole new topic for me. Maybe I'll get into that on the next podcast. But uh, number 15 has not been used by anybody since Tim Salmon has retired, yet it hasn't been retired. The number 15 is still not up there. An angel, an angel history as far as being retired, you know, and you look back at the numbers that are retired, Tim Salmon, although not in baseball talk, because you got Nolan Ryan and Rod Carew, who definitely, you know, are in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but, you know, Fregosi, let's, let's stack him up against Fregosi. Tim Salmon is a, before, when he retired, was probably the offensive, uh, was the record holder for off- all offensive categories in angel history, except for a few. And if it wasn't for Garrett Anderson, who I honestly also believe the number 16 should be retired, uh, Garrett Anderson later came on and broke a couple of those records. But Tim Salmon holds a home run record for sure, 299 home runs in, in his career with the Angels. Uh, but more than more than that, he was a star on the team on these teams that really weren't all that great. But he was the one guy that people would look at the Angels and say, "Oh, Tim Salmon's coming to town," really, because he was that special that 93 season. He came on and he never looked back. He was he's stuck with the Angels his whole career. Kingfish, Mr. Angel, call him what you will. My favorite baseball player of all time. We'll get into it later. But anyway, as far as the number being retired. But that number is still not out there and it should be. Um, and they need to. It's, 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 is it, to me, it's weird that the number hasn't been used since he's retired. Why not? You know, We've had guys who have came from other teams who wore that number, but didn't wear it. Uh, Dan Heron, when he came over, he wore 15, but when he came over here, he wore 24. Uh, Gordon Beckham last year, when he came over, he wears 15. Came to the Angels, didn't wear 15. Now he's back with Chicago, he's wearing 15 again. So, whatever. Again, I hate to repeat myself, but anyway, that 22nd game, I will be there and to honor the memory. Not the memory, because he's still alive. I'm sorry. Honor the playing career of the guy who I, the reason I wore number 15 from the minute he came into the league, I wore number 15 in every team that I played played on because, except for one year in college, I wore number 25 um, because the 15 was taken. Uh, but uh, he's a reason, uh, a big reason why I, uh, growing up, I was, he was a guy I watched. So I'll be there. Also, Mike Witt, can't forget him. 
and Dean Chan. Dean Chan's before my time. Mike Witt is not before my time. I remember Mike Witt. I was at the game opening day at Angel Stadium. It was an opening day. It was an Angel's home opener against uh, God, 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 Seattle. And him and uh, Mike Witt and Mark Langston combined for no I was no hitter, and I was at that game. So Mike Witt, definitely always remember him. Big, tall dude. Number 39. Anyway, I'll be at that game on the 22nd. But the Angels looking forward. After that seven-game stand, they go to uh, Detroit and they go to Detroit and Cleveland and then Oakland and then I believe. And I don't want to be wrong. Let me check. Safe and sorry. Oakland, then come back home. And that's when we'll face Texas and the Dodgers. Got to get revenge on the Dodgers. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, hopefully it wasn't a cluster F. <laughs> um, maybe I did ramble, but I promise they'll get better as I go. Um, as I keep doing this, I'll get better. Okay, now I'm going to wrap it up, but I'm gonna, I got a few shout-outs that I want to get out there for uh, friends and whatnot. But quick shout-out. Um, first and foremost, if you guys who don't know, I'm a staff writer on the Halos Network uh, on WorldPress.com. It's the it's the um, it's on the MLB.com blogs uh, site, official MLB affiliate, unofficial opinions. Uh, I'm on there thanks to a great writer, and he's the guy that founded this. Um, I'm on here because uh, he added me on. I've been on here for about three months, four months now. I don't get on there as often as a lot of the other staff writers on the on the um, Halo's Network get on, because I have, I got so many things going on, but I try to get on there as much as I can, I actually just wrote a piece, it um, got posted just probably about a half hour ago, it's on there, it's a Retro Angels uh, look back at Luis Polonia, yes, Luis Polonia, uh, but go on there and read all our stuff, um, we got some great writers, again, um, I'm on there because of Ryan Crow. he's the, uh, he's like our editor kind of guy, he's the, the moderator, he's the founder of the Halo's Network, I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to get on there and, and, and write my opinions. And he's always been very willing to help me and always just positive and say, man, you do a great job. And so I want to thank you for that, Ryan. Uh, read his stuff. His is good. Um, we got um, Adam Tenenbaum, who, who's, and he's on there all the time, and he does a great job on there. And I can't forget um, Aaron uh, Forstner, who, I, again, he's on there, and he does a great job. He They're always so, if you want to know your stuff about, the, the game, before the game starts or anything, get on there. Go on the Halos Network. Um, look us up on Facebook, on Twitter, um, or you can go just directly to the site. You know, um, I will post a link to the piece that I wrote. Go on there, listen to it, like it on Facebook. Go and like the other guy's stuff, too. They're, they're great. They're awesome, guys. Um, also, um, so, yeah, go on there, Halos Network. You can find me, Adam, Ryan, and Aaron on there. So, and it's legit. It's it's a great site. Go look at it. Um, also, I want to do a shout out to um, the ABF, the Angels Baseball family. Who um, my 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 friend Jason Kroom does a great job of getting everybody together and and getting us all together as Angel fans and becoming friends and getting to know. I've met a lot of great people on there. Uh, if you're not on there, um, get to know us, and then you'll understand you know, how we are, like, it's, 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 it's an awesome group to be in, um, um, I'll get with Kroom Dog later as far as, um, um, 
as far as, you know, um, things that they're going to be doing for Angels Baseball Family get-togethers, potlucks, um, stuff like that. Um, again, crew dog, shout out to you, man. Thanks for shouting me out on your podcast. Also want to thank, I also want to shout out, um, uh, Eddie Colvin, who's been a, a longtime friend of mine since MySpace days. Always Halos Nation. Always been a part of that. Um, not involved on there as I used to be, but I love Eddie Anthony Henson. That's my compadre. That's my compa. Quick shout out to you, man. Everybody else out there on, on, on the Halos family. I love you guys. I don't want to, I could say your name hundreds of people, but I, I'm not. Sergio, I'm, I didn't forget you either. See, I can keep going. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. Again, a quick, just, I'm a round of applause to all the Angels fans out there. Big, 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 big round of applause. Big round of applause. <laughs> anyway, you guys, thank you very much for listening to this. I appreciate you guys very much. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, till the next time. Thank you. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.